Hare Krishna to Shishirata uh, Kalachanji Dam to all, all of the assembled devotees. Today is it's almost at the halfway mark of December. And it's amazing from time to time to think how valuable time is and how quickly it's gone and how much as we want it, no matter how much we want time, we can never ever get it back, which really should make us more aware of the preciousness of time and using it very, very wisely. So we're continuing to read from Srimad Bhagavatam, First Canto, Chapter 4. And we are on text 12. And the topic is the appearance of Sri Narada. But of course, before we imbibe the nectar of the scriptures, we always like to sing Jayarada Madhava. Jayarada Madhava Kunja Bihari Jayaratamarhava Kunjabihari Jayagopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Irivaradari Yashoda Nandana Braja Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Yashoda Nandana Braja Chararanjanan 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Radha Kala Chanji Radha Kala Chanji Radhe Jaya Radha Kala Chanji Radha Kala Chanji Radhe Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jaya Paladev 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev Jaya Jaya Subhadra 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra Jaya Subhadra Jaya Jaya Gornitai 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai Jaya Gornitai Nitai Goro Haribol 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 Nitai Goro Haribol Haribo Jai Shila Prabhupada ki jai Jai Shishila Prabhupada Dam ki jai Gora Parmananda Haribo Thank you Prabhu So continuing to read from the 12th text of chapter 4 of Canto 1. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam Jai, Jai. So text 12. Sivaya Lokasha Bhavya Bhutaye Yautama Shloka Parayanja Jana Jivanti Natmatama Shoparesrayam 
Mamucho Nividya Kuta Kalavaram Shivaya Lokasha Bhava Bhutaye Thank you. Yauta Masloka Parayanjana Jiranti Natmatamaso Parasrayam Mamucho Nividya Kuta Kalavaram Shivaya Lokasha Bhavaya Bhutte Yauta Mashloka Parayanjana Jivanti Natmatamascho Parasrayam Mamucho Nividya Kuta Kalavaram Word for word, Shivaya, welfare. Lokasha of all living beings. Bhavaya for flourishing. Utaye, for economic development. Ye, one who is. Utamashloka parayana. Devoted to the cause of the personality of Godhead. Jani, men, jivanti, do live. Na, but not. Atma, atam. Selfish interests assure that para asrayam shelter for others omucho give up nividya being freed from all attachment kuta for what reason kalavaram mortal body and the translation Those who are devoted to the cause of the personality of Godhead live only for the welfare, development, and happiness of others. They do not live for any selfish interest. So, even though the emperor Parikshit was free from all attachment to worldly possessions. How could he give up his mortal body, which was shelter for others? Again, those who are devoted to the cause of the personality of Godhead live only for the welfare development, and happiness of others. They do not live for any self selfish interest. So, even though the Emperor Parikshit was free from all attachment to worldly possessions, how could he give up his mortal body, which was shelter for others. Om Gyana Timaranda Shyaganjana Shalakaya Chakshun Militamyana Tashmai Shri Guruvena Maha. And the purport here is Pariksha Maharaj was an ideal king and householder because he was a devotee of the personality of Godhead. A devotee of the Lord 
automatically has all good qualities. And the emperor was a typical example of this. Personally, he had no attachment for all the worldly opulences in his possessions. But since he was king, for the all-around welfare of his citizens, he was always busy in the welfare work of the public, not only for this life, but also for the next. He would not allow slaughterhouses or killing of cows. He was not a foolish and partial administrator who would arrange for the protection of one living being and allow another to be killed. Because he was a devotee of the Lord, he knew perfectly well how to conduct his administration for everyone's happiness. Men, animals, planets, and all living creatures. He was not selfishly interested. Selfishness is either self-centered or self-extended. He was neither. His interest was to please the supreme truth, personality of Godhead. The king is the representative of the supreme Lord, and therefore the king's interests must be identical with that of the supreme Lord. The supreme Lord wants all living beings to be obedient to him and thereby become happy. Therefore, the king's interest is to guide all subjects back to the kingdom of Godhead. Hence, the activities of the citizens should be so coordinated that they can, at the end, go back home, back to Godhead. Under the administration of a representative king, The kingdom is full of opulence. At that time, human beings need not eat animals. There are ample food grains, milk, fruit, and vegetables, so that the human beings as well as the animals can eat sumptuously and to their heart's content. If all living beings are satisfied with food and shelter and obey the prescribed rules, there cannot be any disturbance between one living being and another. Emperor Parikshit was a worthy king and therefore... All were happy during his reign. Now, it's not difficult to understand and know that King Parikshit was by no means an ordinary man. 
when you think about it, who, whom, who of us today would be willing to just take a look around and assess all of our assets and family members and all the happiness and the good times and everything that we believe is necessary to our existence. But keep in mind, this is this is not uh, King Pariksit's feeling, but today in Kali Yuga, we feel this way. Who among us would be willing to give up their family, all the good relationships, their wealth, their happiness, everything, knowing that you cannot take it with you, which most of us have come to understand, who would be willing to do that? That takes a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of faith in something or someone to let everything go and not be attached to it. King Pariksit's circumstances were unique. Now, not everyone has an opportunity to know in advance the day that they will leave their bodies. And you know what, come to think of it, I guess if we knew the day and the hour, we would be so frazzled and upset that anything that we would need to resolve would not be resolved because we would be so concerned with trying to maybe get the the last moment of of happiness, the last morsel of prashadam, spend the last nickel, dime, dollar, whatever, on something that makes us happy. Very few of us at that moment would be willing to just let it all go. And as Pariksha Maharaj did, he, of course, was warned or advised that his soul would be leaving its body in seven days. And he instead chose to be still, to listen, to understand what does, what does one do at the time of death. And then he was so fortunate to have Sukadev Goswami explain to him what one does, says, etc. And he was also very fortunate to hear the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. He didn't eat. He didn't drink anything. He didn't, he didn't sleep for seven whole days. 
Now, actually, every single one of us that's listening, every single one of us that's in the presence of this moment should be aware that at any moment, any time, it could be our last breath. We've read and we've listened to realized souls at some time or other tell us, constantly reminding us, you're not this body, you're spirit soul. So all the time you're in this material world and you're becoming attached to this body and what it does and what it enjoys, don't. You must detach your mind, from the body. Because that body's not going to get you back to the spiritual world. It is not easy, but there are certain cultures that have come to the understanding that every morning that they wake up, It's a glorious day to die. They're of that mindset and they're prepared. And we're not being morbid or anything. It's just that we should not be so callous with the time that we're given. We should not waste a moment. And we've heard that before. I've heard it before. We should not waste a moment in frivolous activities It doesn't mean that we cannot have a life, but it means that we should be finding out who are we, why are we here, what's going to happen later. And and you know what? That's the thing I find about the uh, younger, what do they call them, the new millenniums. They appear to be so much aware of moment to moment, of causes, and they've seen so much. You know, they went through uh, 9-11, um, various disturbances between countries. They've seen unbelievable disturbances in school where school is no longer a place that one can go to comfortably have an education, that they should be on guard At all times. And that's the thing. We should be aware that the holy name should be on our tongue, on our mind, 24-7. Whatever we're doing, if we can't just have that vibrating in the mind, in the heart, whatever it is you're doing, dovetail it in Krishna's service. So that at any moment... We should be okay with releasing the body. It's just a body. And very few of us today are of a mindset and mood, as was Purikshit Maharaj. Here he was, the emperor of a very hmm, large community 
of a kingdom. And he took the responsibility of being an administrator, of making sure that all of the people in his kingdom were well fed, they were educated to the extent that they understood that through the process of living, they should act and behave as a representative of the Lord so that if at any moment should anything befall them, they're okay. They're, how did they say their dues have been paid? They've done everything that they're supposed to do. So they're okay to release and let go. He was responsible for eliminating and seeing to it that there were no slaughterhouses, there were no killing of cows. And because he was a representative of the Lord, he had the likeness and the behavior of a devotee of the Lord. And you would imagine that because he was in that position to be highly acknowledged and emulated, the people around him took to that spirit, that mood of God consciousness. He was not the type of person, king, that had favorite groups. This group I like because they're like me and they do this and Oh, they're so cool. I like them. We're, we're cool. And then he has this group where I don't even recognize if they're civil. Are they human beings? They don't behave the way they're, they're not doing exactly what they're supposed to do. So with this group that he likes, he favors them. If anyone is to be killed, it's not them. It's the other group. King Parikshit was not like that. What recent leader in any country. I don't even know if you can count on one hand anyone that's of that mindset. We can think about individuals, but even in politics, it's already defined your behavior. You come in and you say this is what you're going to do, but there are rules that are already set, and whether you want to act in such a way or not, you cannot. If Every corporation, if every business in the world, in the entire world, anyone that's in a governmental position, in an administrative position, anyone in a position of power were God-conscious, and we do mean God-conscious, what a shift. What a shift in the world there would be. But it's not to be, which is why you can hear from time to time about forest fires in California. You know, so often you're hearing it, and then the earth is splitting. Um, you hear about the economic um, lack of uh, funds for those to live comfortably. You hear about children 
going to bed and not eating properly about, God forbid, children being abused. You think of women being abused. You think of men. You never think of a man being abused, but yeah, they're still human. Um, being treated improperly in this world. And you see all of this rampant. And we begin to, we ask ourselves, why is this happening? Wherever we are, whatever people, whatever environment that we're around, we are meant at this very moment to be in that environment with those group of people, whether you see them, you know they're around, because you've been with this group before. And because you've been with this group before, we, in essence, are suffering the ramifications of the overall effect of previous lives, some of us. Those that have taken to Krishna consciousness know that when you become a devotee, and one is always becoming a devotee because you can be a devotee for 20, 30, 40 years and still not quite have it together. You can be a devotee for that long and you still have something to work on. We are fortunate. We are very fortunate. We have been advised that if we are able to have an altar in your home, have a picture of the Guru Parampara, have a picture of Lord Krishna there to remember so that if one day there's a snowstorm or the weather is so miserably hot that you can't make it to the temple, you can worship Krishna in your home But then you take it one step further. All of the temples that are around the world that we have an opportunity to come to, take advantage of that. Yes, the way things are going now in this world, it is very difficult sometimes to come to the temple in the morning. So those that come, Dandavats, you know, I honor, I respect that. Because we can look at each other, and we don't know what's going on in each other's lives. I have no idea. I look at you, oh, yeah, he looks like he can make it to class. She, oh, yeah, why isn't she here? Oh, she's here. Why not? She's here because this is where she's supposed to be. It is important to hear as often the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hear it from realized souls. And if you think you're not hearing it from a realized soul, pick up the book and read it. But the essence, but, uh, you know, Krishna is very cautious about who he allows to present his words. Nothing special about me or anyone that's up here. But it's important that you read the Srimad Bhagavatam because all of the books that have been written All of the Vedas, depending on when you come into the realization of God consciousness or Krishna consciousness, you may, you may not be able to read all of those books in your lifetime. I am stuck between three books right now. No more. 
But the point is, there should never be a moment when we are not able to be enlivened by the scriptures. What do we hear? Read Srila Prabhupada's books. Read his translations because they've been handed down through the parampara, untouched. Be very careful what you're reading. Make sure it is from Vaishnavs, that it is from the line of Srila Prabhupada, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, that you are following the disciplic line in reading the proper literature. But understand that even though we're not able to read all of that, the essence of everything is here in the Srimad Bhagavatam. We had Gita Jayanti a couple of days ago last week. And just reading the shloka, just reading the, the translation and going through the Bhagavad Gita, if you just let yourself go and you were in the moment realizing that these are the words of the Lord, He's speaking and having a trans, uh, a conversation with his most de- near and dear devotee, his best friend. It was enlivening. It should not ever, over time, be an imposition to any of us to read the scriptures. There is nectar in every single line, in every single word. You can go on reading over and over again. But... Here's the thing. In the process, stay on the path. Why am I doing this? Because we're here. We've decided, ah, looks like Krishna's having so much fun in the Krishna Loka. I, I, I want to be like, I want to be like God. So Krishna arranges very kindly this material world where we can play out that scenario. But he also arranges that while we're here, we understand This isn't where you belong. This is not your home. He arranges that we can find a path, a bhakti, a bhakti, a devotional path to find our way back home. And in the process of finding our way back home, we really shouldn't be in the mood. Okay, I got to do this because I got to go here. No, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of Cleansing that we have to do before we enter uh, the realm of Krishna Loka. So to say that is to say, as it says here in, oh, about Pariksha, it's talking about his qualities and qualifications. And in the very beginning, it says, of course, Priksha Maharaj was an ideal king and a householder because he was a devotee of the personality of Godhead. And then it throws in a line that really makes you think. It's like, what? Really? It says, a devotee of the Lord automatically has all good qualifications. Now, we can dress like a devotee. We can put the tilak on like a devotee. We can do our japa. But we may not necessarily be behaving like a devotee. Krishna knows if no one knows. 
the devotee's behavior, a devotee should represent the Lord. And in this particular text here, it tells you that Parikshit Maharaj represented the Lord. And it says, oh, here is, here, this is important. It says the king is the representative of the Supreme Lord, and therefore the king's interests must be identical. Must be identical with that of the Supreme Lord. Well, how, how does a devotee actually even approach that? There are qualifications of a devotee, and just briefly, I will read from the Bhagavad Gita as it is, chapter 12, text 13, I believe. And here's the thing. In the scriptures, we should never, ever be at a loss for how we should be living our lives. The instructions are here from birth to living, to death, and beyond. And the scriptures mention the behavior or the qualifications of a devotee. It's text 13. Arvesha sava bhutanam matreya karuna evacha nimamo nirakankara samaduka sukha kashami santushta satatam yogi yatatmadrida nishchaya one who is not envious, but is a kind friend to all living entities, who does not think himself a proprietor and is free from false ego. And this is, this can be challenging, the next one, who is equal in both happiness and distress. That takes a little learning, that takes a lot of learning, because depending on where we are in life, if someone has, if we've allowed someone to make us unhappy, we're unhappy, we're distressed, may even be depressed. And then, if we're happy, I mean, it's like we can, we can skip through air. But here it says, whether you're <laughs> skipping through air or whether you're feeling down and out, there should be no difference in your disposition. That takes, that takes a, <laughs> it's a struggle, but we can do it. It says, one who is tolerant, always satisfied, self-controlled, and engaged in devotional service with determination, his mind and intelligence fixed on me. Such a devotee is very dear to me. And that's text 13 and 14. And we'll go to one more and then we'll stop. And, and um, oh my gosh, there's so many, but how about we do this? Yasman madveche loka lokan madvijate jaya he by whom no one is put into difficulty and who is not disturbed by anyone, who is equipoised in happiness and distress, fear and anxiety is very dear to me. And it's just reemphasizing text 13 and 14. Just 
to give you an idea, there are qualities. There is a lifestyle that we have to live by. And if we are very serious about our lives, and whether or not we are attached in this material world uh, to someone, or whether we have family or friends or us, even having yourself, you're never alone. You always have Krishna. These are the guidelines that we should be using to live our lives, to even try to imbibe the qualities of a devotee, what to say anyone reaching the position don't know if it's possible in the world there may be someone somewhere but to have the position of an emperor like Parikshit and knowing he's responsible for everything in his kingdom and everyone to be able to commit himself to realizing he's going to die he gives up everything and he takes care of his consciousness, his soul, and he sits and he listens. We have the opportunity to do it every single day. We should take advantage of the time the Lord has given us. We've heard it so many times from moment to moment, step by step. At any point, anything can happen. And again, I'm not being morbid. It's just that we should be so much more Aware, because we are of a consciousness, a general consciousness, that we understand things can happen. But in the process, our mind should be on the Lord. His name should be on our tongues constantly. And to repeat again the translation, those who are devoted to the cause of the personality of Godhead live only for the welfare, development, and happiness of others. They do not live for any selfish interest. And in this case, so even though the Emperor Prichet was free from all attachment to worldly possessions, and it gives you something to think about. How could he give up the mortal body, which was shelter for others. And as the scriptures will go on, we'll read again, or maybe read for the first time, the life of Prakshat Maharaj and all of the key figures that interact and are a part of the lessons that Krishna wants us to learn. It's in the scriptures. It's in the scriptures. Take your time, read Trilla Prabhupada's books. This whole thing is a scientific process. It's a perfect scientific process. Not like the scientific processes in the material world. This is perfect. Read, chant, take the advantage of being in the presence of someone who is trying to be a realized soul, that is a realized soul, that is sharing with you the knowledge of the scriptures. Key thing again that is always important. Watch your associations. You are who you associate with. It's like you are who you, what you eat. You are a conglomeration of 
all the people that you hold near and dear and you surround yourself by. So pick them wisely. If you're having difficulty, pray to Krishna. Please surround me with God-fearing. Use your own words. Please surround me with devotees that are pure of heart, that are on the devotional path, that can help keep me on the devotional path. All of this is possible. But, again, it is very important to read the scriptures and to stay tuned for the continuation of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And at this point, uh, for probably for the next, oh, yeah, probably for the next couple of weeks going into the new year, we'll be reading about the appearance of Sri Narada Muni. And it's also a really good time. It shouldn't only be that at the end of the year we think, what do we do? What can we do better? Every single day we should be trying to better ourselves. And when you become a devotee, just real quick, when you become a devotee, Krishna does something amazing. Whatever it is that we've been ignoring about ourselves, whatever it is we want to deal with, but we push it aside because we don't have time. When you become a sincere devotee, Krishna puts the mirror up to your face and he makes you deal with it. It's like, this is you. This is what needs to be done. Do it. We're fortunate to have that level of honesty. None of that, oh, no, you're all right. That's okay. You're not helping anybody when... You do that. And Krishna's very loving, but he's very firm, as are the realized souls. Take advantage of every moment to moment. Chant the holy name. Keep Krishna on your lips, on the tongue, on your mind. Because life is funny. Um, It's very important. And it's important for your spiritual growth your consciousness, and getting back to the spiritual world. So, uh, Prabhu, do you have any questions, anything you want to share? If not, don't feel like I've put upon you, put you on the spot. Yes, is it Mike over there? No? Oh. That's okay. Go ahead, ask the question. About the Bhagavad Gita, the point. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're wondering, uh, as far as happiness and distress and the Lord loving someone like that, what was the question? Mm-hmm. Okay, Srila Prabhupada dealing with devotees. I'm just repeating it so they'll hear you. But Srila Prabhupada dealing with devotees, you know, when something's going wrong. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Okay. The happiness and distress that Krishna's talking about in this shloka. Yes. Yes, it can be material. Yes, yes. And pretty much, 
the happiness and distress, most of us, until we understand who we are and where we're going, most of it is material. And spiritual happiness, there should be no distress. I mean, think about it. If you're spiritually happy, then even though things that you see with your material eyes do not seem to be perfect, you know that not only is it temporary, it's an illusion. So your happiness should come from the fact that you know that where you actually belong does not have any of these issues. But at this point in time, you've been given an opportunity to correct that need that we had to come here and play out a scenario of being master, of being master of of, of our universe, uh, of controlling everything. But it, the material, the uh, happiness and distress is mainly and basically related to material happiness and distress. Because I'm trying, can you think of a, a situation where one is in spiritual happiness and there is a distress. No, no, it's okay. Mm. It showed Amai being distressed and sometimes she's running off after Krishna. Mm-hmm. That type of distress. Well, actually, that's, <laughs> that is spiritual because it's a, it's all about the transcendental relationship that Krishna is playing out for your Shodamai. That is a Leela, a sweet Leela. If any of us had the opportunity to be Krishna's father, you know, if Krishna gave us the opportunity to feel that, and we had to deal with his behavior, and from time to time we realize that's who it is, there is no way I would be possibly distressed by running after Krishna, chastising him. And because you love him so much, you don't want anything to happen, and you're, he's giving you the opportunity to treat him like a child, your child, and you love him so much with our family members, with our, 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 our dear loved ones that we sincerely love, even when they're misbehaving, we still love them. And in this particular situation where it's a Krishna Leela, the distress is spiritual. And it's, and, and, you know, and it's not even a distress. It's like, it's not even an imposition. It's happiness. But in answer to your question, mainly we're speaking of material happiness and distress. Thank you for asking that question. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Gaur Pramananda. Hari Hari Bo. Jai Shri Dam Ki Jai. Thank you Prabhu for asking that question. That's a good question. Thank you.